we put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love real gentlemen peaceful freedom loving patriotic nationalists and the mainstream media there not only the mainstream media but the government themselves are doing the same thing that they're doing here in America changing the definition of words painting these freedom loving anti big government anti uh, socialists, anti-communists, treating them and labeling them as terrorists. 
Folks, you're locked and loaded right here. It's Monday morning, live from America. And I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. As always, coming to you from the frozen, live-free-or-die state of New Hampshire. And as always, I will tell you, it is a blessing to be in this seat, reporting the news for all of you. Folks, we are at a time right now where people are rising up all over the world. Okay? People are rising up all over the world, and the mainstream media will not show it to you. A lot of news stations will not show it to you. But over this weekend alone, I watched protests, people rising up, revolution all over the world. Italy, the UK, Australia, Austria, the Netherlands. America, Canada, France, the list goes on and on and on. And if you are a rational, common sense thinking person, you have to ask yourself, do we ever see this kind of rise rising up all over the world at the same time? And when we do, there must be a problem, correct? Mountain, M-O-U-N-T-I-N says never get a shout out. There's your shout out, Mountain. God bless you. So you have all of this rising up, all of this revolution, the, 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 the beginning stages of a true worldwide revolution all over, and you don't want to admit there's a problem as a leader, as a world leader in the United States of America, as a world leader in Canada, as a world leader in any of these other countries where all these massive protests are going on. You think that you're actually on the right side of history? And now the Canadian government and the Canadian media and the American media, for that, ma- for, for, for that uh, matter, have been demonizing these Canadian truckers and farmers and peaceful, loving Canadians so badly that the Canadian government has now um, issued a, a, a state of emergency so that they can suspend the freedoms given to the Canadians by God, not even by government, in order to remove all of them, get them back in line so that they're following the authorities, following the communists, following the oppressors, rules, laws, do's and don'ts. And anybody who aids these truckers or farmers by bringing them fuel, propane, or food, as of midnight tonight, will be charged with aiding and abetting Illegal activity. Yes, you, you heard me right, folks. The Canadian government is now declaring the truckers, the farmers, and everybody occupying not only Ottawa, but Alberta, Toronto, uh, Vancouver, and all big, large cities in, in Canada, they are now labeling them as, um, well, terrorists, number one, but they're saying they're criminals. And if, you, and if you help them in any way by bringing them fuel or food or anything to assist their occupation of these cities and these highways going in and out of Canada and America, then you will be considered a criminal from now on after midnight tonight. You really think this is going to go well? Look, what happens when these world leaders get embarrassed on a world stage like this is they lash out. That is what they do. They lash out harder. The problem is they don't have the actual... There are more... There are more people rising up than there is in the Canadian military. What are you going to do, Trudeau? You're going to start firing on your own people and you police up there and the police down here too. When it, when it happens down here, if you are on the side of these tyrannical leaders, then we have no love for you. Spiritual love. Yes. But on this planet, as you continue to say, I'm just doing my job, then guess what? You're finding yourselves on that side. And that is our warning to you right now. Do not be on the wrong side of history on this one. This is not one that you want to try to say, well, I just did my job. No, no, this is one where you're going to have to say something different. This is one one where you're going to have to say something different. It's not going to stop. The only way this all stops outside of peacefully and the government listening to the people that they supposedly represent is going to be bloodshed. None of us want that. None of us want that. But I can tell you one thing, you can't beat God, and I can tell you which side God is on. I can tell you that, give you a little bit of an insight on who's going to win if they do decide to take it that way. But let's pray to God 
that that doesn't happen. Look, before we get to prayers and shout-outs, I want to actually show a little bit more here about this um, confiscating the fuel and the propane from the truckers because it is happening. And after midnight tonight, everybody will be labeled as a criminal and be arrested. Check this out. Get the names and badge numbers of every one of them. We want to know who's on the right and wrong side of history here. In fact, yes, they are taking fuel right away from people as they attempt to fuel their vehicles. And uh, people are surrounding the police, even though the police are actually being extremely calm and uh, cool about kind of everything except for they're taking fuel I guess for now but uh, other than that they're being they're being pretty respectful to everyone considering they just got surrounded in like two seconds see they're trying to confiscate the cans but they got surrounded by people and yes ladies and gentlemen let's stop that stop that Yes, there are good police out there that are actually helping and not confiscating and giving cans back. I get that. That does exist. I get that 100%. But the majority of them, folks, are not doing that. The majority of them are doing what they're told and listening to the powers that be. Check this out. God, help that you could just switch sides and recognize what's going on. People, think about what's happening in this country. Sir, look at me in the eye. Look at me in the eye. Your little ones need to be protected. God, open your eyes, sir. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Stand up for your freedom, sir. Stand up for your freedom, sir. Stand up for your freedom. Stand on the right side of history. How's your mom feel about you? Shame on you. Shame. And folks, that's all we can do is pray for them. We can pray for them and hope that they make the right decision. I want to give a big shout out to Scott Max from Massachusetts, starting off this morning with a $20 donation on Rumble. I appreciate that so very much. Amy says, my 45000 yearly salary, too important, LOL. I'm assuming she's talking about the police. That's the problem there, folks, is the police should be protecting and serving the public, not the government. That is their job. That's what they signed up for. Now, before we go to the Lord, I do want to play something that is very... um, I wonder if I still have that pulled up anywhere. I have a video pulled up somewhere, and I'll see if I still have it anywhere. And this is going to show all um, all of the people in Canada who are actually saying the Lord's Prayer out loud. And I can't, uh, I can't seem to pull it up quickly here, but we'll get to it before the end of the show. It's the entire crowd. By the way, peace-loving, dancing, playing hockey, having barbecues, uh, being together, being as one united people out there, uh, dancing to good music, not hurting a fly. So there's really no justification for the Canadian government to call this a state of emergency when there's nobody being hurt. There is nobody being physically hurt. The only thing that's, gonna be, that's going to be hurt is the economy, which the people are in charge of anyway, not the government. The people are in charge of everything, not the government. And it's very powerful to see all of this crowd pray and do the Lord's Prayer together. And yet that's the people that Justin Trudeau wants to sick the police on. Those are the people that Justin Trudeau will eventually sick the military on if he doesn't get his way. You know it, and I know it. Let's go to the Lord, folks. Let's go to the Lord. It's been a long weekend. It was a long week. I titled this morning's newsletter, Do Not Be Spiritually Dyslexic. Do not be spiritually dyslexic. Now... In the real world, dyslexic means that you see words all, uh, letters all jumbled up, so it's really hard to read words, right? Let's take the word God, for instance. Somebody who's dyslexic might see that as the word dog. But imagine using either one of those words in the wrong context. How weird and silly that would sound, correct? Well, folks, the same thing can be said for, for, for the word of God and how we interpret it. 
And one thing that we don't want to do is be spiritually dyslexic. Verse of the day today comes from 1 John 4, 9 through 12. For all those who are joining in with their Bibles, uh, 1 John 4, 9 through 12. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his only son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us. And his love is brought to full expression in us. Spiritual dyslexia is found in religious people, causing them to see the truths of God backwards, like the Pharisees. Religious people believe everything happens because of them. But the Bible says everything happens because of God. 1 John 4.12 is a perfect example of this. Religious people want God to dwell in them, so they try to love others, thinking that this will cause his love to dwell in them. But that is just the opposite of what John said. Loving others doesn't cause God to dwell in us or love us. Having God in us and experiencing his love causes us to love others. Our acts of holiness don't cause God to love us, but experiencing his love causes us to act holy. This is the difference between religion and true Christianity. So let's thank God for this kind of transparency in his word and his grace that allows us to know all of this. So there is really no excuse. We pray and thank God for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Do not have spiritual dyslexia, ladies and gentlemen. Understand the word, the way the word was written. Do not get caught up in the same kind of problem that we have in this country with our Constitution and lawyers figuring out ways and loopholes to say, oh, it was really written like this. It was really meant this. They really meant to say that. They really meant to say this. When all reality, folks, it was written very plainly. And I was talking to a constitutional scholar yesterday who told me something very... um, something very shocking that I did not know. He said every single word in the Declaration of Independence, every single word has a story behind it. Every single sentence has a story behind it. The framing fathers of this constitution, of this country, knew that we someday would do just like the people of the Bible and interpret things wrong. So they chose words very carefully so that we did not interpret them wrong. But of course, man is sinful and will find every way to give himself an upper hand. Same thing with the Bible, folks. We cannot interpret it wrong. We have to interpret it the way it was supposed to be interpreted, the way it was written. Let's go to the Lord and say prayer, folks, and do exactly what those brave Canadians did up there, thousands and thousands strong. And let's say the Lord's Prayer. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Did you see Stu Peters had a burning of satanic stuff on a bonfire? No, I did not see that. But I did see Greg Locke doing that. And I think it's great. I think it's great. It's a great way to really draw attention 
to where our attention and our focus really needs to be. So big shout out for people who are bringing that attention back to the word of God. But God is working in mysterious ways as it is. And who knows, ladies and gentlemen, that was more than likely an act that God wanted Stu Peters to do in order to bring more eyes and more ears to non-sinful and non-satanic stuff, ladies and gentlemen, which is the gospel. I want to give you a quick update before we start. I know we're 20 minutes past the hour, so most likely this show will go past 12 o'clock today. But I want to give you a quick update before we go to the first and foremost section, and that is an update on the Slurp Fund. We have already sent out over $3,500 already this year to help those in need. Um, and, and thank you for all who have donated to the Slurp Fund in order to be, be able to have funds to be able to help people when we can. The Slurp Fund now sits back at $1,500 after sending out uh, two, um, two donations last week. Our Bibles are at an inventory of about 650 or in between 600 and 650. I let my kids uh, count it so you know there's probably some errors there. But uh, in between 600 and 650 Bibles we have on hand. So if you or somebody that you know needs a Bible, please go to JeremyHarrell.com, request a Bible, request what kind of Bible you would like. We might have it. If not, we'll give you something close and, uh, and we'll put a special message in there if you need to, okay? Jeremy, do we not read from Jesus Calling in the morning anymore? We never did. We never did. I only read from Jesus Calling in the evening. I never read from Jesus Calling in the morning. In the morning, it's verse of the day. In the evening, it's the Jesus Calling evening version. And I'd like to let you also know, ladies and gentlemen, that we are only $2,100 away from meeting our monthly digital goal of recurring in, uh, income for the show. Um, and the reason why I phrase it like that is because I can actually monitor that. Of course, people who send it the old-fashioned way by checks is great, too. I just can't monitor that, so I don't know, you know if they're coming or not. But on the new platform that we left PayPal for, we're only $2,100 away from meeting that goal. And we did it in less than a month. So I just want to thank you all so very much. God bless you. And I appreciate it. The police only confiscated off-road diesel and the rest of the fuel was returned. Uh, That's not so. That's not so because after midnight tonight, they're going to be confiscating all fuel brought in by everybody. All fuel by everybody. Unless the police decide to stand down. Unless they decide to stand down. All right, let's get to the first and foremost section of today. Folks, as we know, GoFundMe has decided to go woke when eventually they will go broke. Following in the same deadly business footsteps as PayPal, which, by the way, has lost 25% of its net worth, folks. PayPal, in the last three weeks, has lost 25% of their net worth after they did their big purge. In the last, uh, uh, Facebook has lost 22% of their net worth. And Mark Zuckerberg alone lost $30 billion in just two days. And Twitter has now lost over $30 billion in the market share by being woke. Oh, and let's not forget YouTube. YouTube is also, the bottom is falling out of YouTube as well. Ever since Rumble decided to really kick it into high gear and partner with Truth Social and be the platform literally of non-censorship. So, folks, these major big companies, big tech and uh, mainstream media, they're all losing everything. And I knew it would just be a matter of time, folks. It would just be a matter of time with all of us boycotting, with all of us building our own infrastructure. Yes, it costs a lot of money to do it. But wouldn't you rather have freedom? I know I would. And for one, it is nice. I, for one, think it's beautiful to see the bottom dropping out of all these companies and them hemorrhaging like never before. This is truly the start of a revolution, ladies and gentlemen. But let's go back to GoFundMe for a minute because, as we all know, GoFundMe stole, what, upwards of $10 million, maybe more now? And they said they would return it for anybody who actually requested it to come back to them. Okay? How many millions of people out there don't know about that, though? Because it's not on mainstream media that, that, that you can get your money back. So I wonder how much money GoFundMe is actually going to steal. Now, GoFundMe said for the people who do not request their money back, what they're going to do is donate it 
to a reputable charity. Now, we can only assume that GoFundMe thinks places like Black Lives Matter is a reputable charity. Antifa is a reputable charity. Act Blue, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, which I broke that story two years ago, which was the main hub of BLM's donations, maybe that is a reputable charity. Who knows? Long story short, it is 100% illegal for this company to take donations that were meant for something else, deem them as illegal, working with the Canadian government in order to do so, and then stealing those funds and redistributing them like a good socialist would do to companies that they feel should get the money. Now, big shout out to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis because he has instructed his AG and other governors as well have now instructed their AGs after Ron DeSantis showed that courage is contagious to actually dig into GoFundMe's uh, action in stealing people's money and redistributing it. Because this is a cross-state line problem and because people in these states, in Florida and others, have been affected by this, that Ron DeSantis as a governor has the full authority to go after these people, or I should say the AGs of this state, of these states. Jeremy, this was updated to give back everyone automatically. Not of this morning, it wasn't. Not of this morning, it wasn't. I don't know where you guys are hearing that, because as of this morning, it's still in the air of you need to request your money back now. I do see GoFundMe being pressured to the point in which they do give it back automatically because they're losing so much money. And Give, Send, Go decided to step up, and they've already raised over $2 million back for these truckers. And guess what else? Give, Send, Go put out a statement over the weekend and said that they have, th- this weekend was the single largest weekend for people uh, going over and and signing up for or using Give, Send, Go. They've never had a bigger weekend than they just had after GoFundMe did what it did. So, ladies and gentlemen, the reading between the lines, seeing the forest for the trees in all of this is, maybe it's a good thing. Remember what I said? It's never bad news if you have the truth. It's never bad news if you have the truth. Over the weekend, they said they'd give everyone their money back. There was so much backlash, they're now returning all of the donations automatically. Jeremy was on the news weekend, or they will face charges on top of it. So so you're saying they made the statement after the AG said that they were going to dig into this and do investigations? Because as of this morning... The Canadian government proudly admitted to requesting GoFundMe to withhold the truckers' donations and begs other crowdfunding sites to do so and that they were in support of GoFundMe redistributing the money that was not requested back. And that story was put out this morning, well, really at after midnight last night at 1 a.m. So, seems to be some mixed messaging going on there, and I would not doubt it if mainstream media actually reported something that's not true. Either way, whether they did put out the statement, or whether they didn't put out the statement, whether they're giving people's money back automatically, or whether they're not giving people's money back automatically, it still remains the same. And now somebody's saying that that's up to $4 million, the give-send-go. GoFundMe needs to own funding after their shenanigans, says Lillard. This is unbelievable. The people, oh, I'm sorry, it went too fast. Also, if you return your account, will cost $15 to $30 for each transaction. Well, there you go right there, too. So GoFundMe is going to make money on giving you back your money. <laughs> That's incredible. That is incredible. The Canadian government is lying just like our own. Well, let's get into this, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into the Canadian government. On Friday, when GoFundMe removed the $10 million uh, from the Canadian trucker convoy, uh, just hours after the digital highway robbery, the Ottawa Police Department, the OPD, tweeted out a statement that thanked the crowdfunding platform for caving to the city's demands to withhold the funding. The OPD statement was called on the other pla- had called on the other platforms to follow suit. 
white labeling the grassroots movement against Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's author- authoritarianism and unlawful demonstration. Quote, we want to thank GoFundMe for listening to our concerns as a city and a police service. The decision to withhold the funding for these unlawful demonstrators is an important step, and we call on all crowdfunding sites to do so, like true fascists. Ottawa's mayor, Jim Watson, also praised GoFundMe for their decision to defraud donors and steal the money away from the truckers. Just like the OPD, Watson also called the demonstrators unlawful and asked all other crowd for, uh, platforms, crowdfunding platforms to choke off funding to the protest because he, quote, hopes they will not be able to stay in the city without, uh, without outside funding and resources. Then Jim Watson, the mayor, actually came on and tweeted, I want to sincerely thank the team at GoFundMe for listening to the pleas made by the city and the Ottawa police to no longer provide funds to the convoy organizers. So this is pretty incredible right here. And this is what happens here in the United States, too. The government up there, the Canadian government up there, actually admits to the fact that they were calling for the GoFundMe to do this, and GoFundMe did it, even though it's not an unlawful protest. Jim Watson also said, I'm imploring similar crowdfunding platforms to take the same position and not enable the group in its fundraising efforts, which would deal a blow to our efforts to put an end to this illegal occupation, he said. As we've seen on other platforms like Twitter, GoFundMe does not take the same stance when it comes to actual violent extremist groups like BLM, which we're going to get to in a minute, which was able to raise ungodly amounts of money through, through, um, through GoFundMe. And absolutely no repercussions were given to these people for doing what they did, and they were allowed to get their money when they were actually burning stuff. Jeremy, I read about the return of the 10 million in the Epoch Times. Bye-bye, GoFundMe. Everything woke turns to you-know-what. Support the truckers on Telegram at Truckers for Freedom. I'm reading some of these comments. The Canadian government needs to go count grass. (laughs) Jeremy, I read about the return on the Epoch. Thank you, Barbara. God bless. Thank you. Well, let's see if it actually happens. Let's see if it actually happens. I guarantee you by the end of this week, Thousands and thousands of people who donated will not have their money back yet. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. This is just, this is so that that GoFundMe can actually do some really shady crap, right? And then at the same time, save face and say, oh, we're listening to everybody. We're going to give it back automatically. Let's see them actually get it back. If you are one of the people that donated to the convoy, to the truckers, Let me know on my social media or on the show through comment sections if you actually got your money back. Let me know if you've actually got your money back. I'll guarantee you a majority of people won't. Getter people are saying that police are actually resigning. Yeah, I actually saw a couple of police say that they would not carry through with with any of the the unlawful orders by their their higher-ups. So let's see if that... Courage actually becomes contagious. By the way, that uh, all those millions that have been raised through Give, Send, Go, a million of that was raised in one day. I feel much safer donating to you, Jeremy, than GoFundMe any day. Jeremy, did you get your money back yet? No, I did not. Nope. Nope. Like I said, just like PayPal, I would very, I'd be very surprised if these people actually get their money back. Because we still haven't gotten ours back. Yes, I did. Canceled transaction through my bank, says Bad Moon. Good for you. Yes, saw an interview with him. Auto police number 613-236-1222. Again, 613-236-1222. Let's move on, ladies and gentlemen, because I told you we were going to talk about BLM. Let's get on that for a minute because we're going to expose BLM even further. About two years ago, I talked about Act Blue. Now, I'm not doing any t- padding on the back or anything like that. I'm telling you that nobody was talking about Act Blue when everybody should have talk- been talking about Act Blue. Act Blue was the Democratic fundraising platform that was used to raise money through people uh, in Antifa and people in BLM and many, many others. 
many other organizations that they could use to play on people's heartstrings, get people all riled up, donate, donate, donate. We're going to take out the man. We're going to take out white nationalism and all this oppression. Join us. Donate now, said the Democrats as they pushed out Antifa and BLM and allowed those um, terrorist groups to collect money. And the, and the platform that was used to collect the money through was called Act Blue. And the Act Blue would take the money and then they would redistribute that money to Democrat candidates across the country. What a scheme, huh? Well, ladies and gentlemen, Black Lives Matter fundraising pages on Act Blue were deactivated on Friday afternoon. Just one day after the Washington Examiner finally exposed that BLM was still accepting donations on the Democratic platform, despite claiming it had stopped amid questions about its finances. So not only do we know that the founders of Black Lives Matter ended up buying lavish mansions all over the country, including in Canada, but now, ladies and gentlemen, the mainstream media is starting to understand that Act Blue and the Democrat Party are responsible for all of it, and they're going after, well, not all of them, but Washington Examiner and the Gazette and the, uh, the, uh, the New York Post, they're all going after and digging into this a little deeper now, and it's about time. So, ladies and gentlemen, no longer is BLM accepting money through Act Blue as of Friday because we're following the money, and it's going all the way up to the Democratic Party, which I told everybody two years ago it was. California and Washington State both ordered BLM in January to cease soliciting contributions in their states until it discloses its finances for the year of 2020. In the year 2020, BLM raked in tens of millions of dollars during the nationwide unrest prompted by George Floyd's killing at the hands of police. BLM said Wednesday it had shut down online fundraising while it sorts out its compliance issues. But the group continued to accept charitable contributions through its Act Blue fundraising pages and recently as early as Thursday afternoon of last week. Quote, you have attempted to make a contribution to a fundraising page that has no active recipients. Either the page's owner has removed all committees or or organizations from the page, or we have concluded processing contributions for these committees or organizations, BLM's two Act Blue fundraising pages, uh, fundraising pages now state as of Friday morning. However, they were still getting money Friday evening. The Act Blue page, the Act Blue pages, excuse me, were shuttered less than a day bef- after an unidentified BLM spokesperson claimed Thursday afternoon that the pages were quote not active despite the fact that the pages had continued to accept charitable contributions for BLM into the evening. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about Black Lives Matter illegally accepting contributions, giving those contributions to the Democratic Party so the Democratic Party could disperse that money to candidates that needed money that were running campaigns in blue and red states to win their election in those districts. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a scheme. That is fraud. That is a scam. We're following the money, and it's starting to pay off. And thank God the world is starting to be keen on Act Blue. Because they've been involved in this stuff for, for, since the beginning. And who started it? The Democratic Party. You want to hear more about uh, BLM? Well, folks, the Memphis BLM uh, Black Lives Matter founder was just sentenced to six years in prison in a voter fraud case. In a voter fraud case. See if I can pull up a good picture of her so you can see what she looks like. Pamela Moss. Here she is. Check it out. This is Pamela Moss. Memphis Black Lives Matter founder Pamela Moss was sentenced to six years and one day in prison for illegally registering to vote. What do you know? In 2019, Pamela Moss was convicted of illegally registering to vote. Moses, 44, illegally registered to vote despite being on probation for felony convictions in 2015. You tricked the probation department into giving you documents saying you were off probation, the judge said. 
Local BLM activist Pamela Rose, now sentenced to six years and one day in prison, in Shelby County by Shelby County District Attorney uh, General Amy Weinrich. Moses founded Black Lives Matter Memphis and was a candidate for mayor of Memphis, but lost the general election on October 3rd, 2019. I remember that actually happening. According to the DA's office, Moses, 44, has 16 prior criminal convictions and committed the voting offense while on probation. Judge Mark Ward, W. Mark Ward, said that if she completes programs in, prisons and main, in prison and maintains good behavior, he would consider placing her on probation after only nine months. She pled guilty to tampering with evidence, forgery, both felonies, and misdemeanor counts of perjury, stalking, and theft under $500. And Moses was placed on probation for seven years. And in that seven years is when she decided to forge documents and get the probation department to say she was off probation so she could go and vote. Folks, that's just the ice tip of the iceberg on what Black Lives Matter Actually, what the Democratic Party has used Black Lives Matter to do. Cheat, register illegal aliens, register dead people, dump thousands and thousands of ballots that have no chain of custody to any person on this planet into drop boxes, and they used BLM and Antifa to raise money to do it. We followed the money, and we continue to follow follow the money to see where all this is going. Now, what what makes it even worse is about was what you're about to see right now. Because a school in Washington, D.C. is indoctrinating people at the highest level. And when I say people, I mean four and five and six and seven-year-old kids. Teaching them how to protest by saying, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. You thought indoctrination was over? It's only just begun, and this is why we need to fight even harder. Watch this video. It'll make you sick to your stomach. Come on. Uh, give me a second here. Have to see this. Here we go. I'll tell you what, I will tell you what I would do if that was happening. Pretty incredible, isn't it? You thought indoctrination was just taking things out of context and teaching things a little bit differently than what we learned? No, indoctrination is exactly that. Teaching kids how to be completely brainwashed into thinking that white people are all racist, Black Lives Matter is a peaceful, loving organization, and they're teaching our children at four, five, six, and seven years old to picket and protest saying, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. You know who I blame? Parents. I blame the parents of the children that still have their kids in that school after seeing that. And I'll tell you what, I guarantee you, I guarantee you after that's been made public, most parents know about that happening and they won't do anything. They won't do a darn thing to get their kids out of that kind of a situation. I don't blame anybody in this situation anymore other than the parents. If you still have your kids in a school where they're teaching critical race theory, it's your own fault. If you still have kids... In a school where they're teaching Black Lives Matter protests to four, five, six, and seven years old, year olds, and you know about it, and they're still there, it is your fault. Now, it's obviously the public school system's fault, uh, ultimately, but we need to fight to change that. And while we are fighting to change that, maybe, just maybe, the parent who decides to take their kid out of that school while we fight will join in the fight too, and we will fix this mess. You cannot sit and point fingers and blame other people when you have a choice. You have a choice, and I get it. It's not an easy choice. I have to work. What am I going to do? Figure it out. I don't have a babysitter. What am I going to do? Figure it out. What's more important? What's more important, the future, the way your child thinks and acts? 
or the fact that you can't find a babysitter or you might need to find a new job. Everybody says, oh, it's so easy for you. You get paid by your audience and you're sitting behind a desk in front of a camera. Okay. The job that I worked at prior to this forced everybody to get vaccinated. I found that out a couple weeks ago. Thank God he had different plans for me. But guess what I would have done? Quit on the spot that day. Sir, you got it. Jeremy, you got to get a vaccination. (laughs) You got to get a new employee. Peace. It's that easy. You just have to make up your mind what's more important to you. Is your child and your child's brain and what they're going to learn and how they're going to act and the way they're going to grow up in society, is that more important to you? Or is it more important to you that you get to your job so you don't get in trouble and get fired because you don't have nobody to sit home with your kid or you don't have no way to homeschool or you don't have no way to put them in a Christian school or you don't have no way to put... There's plenty of ways. There's plenty of options. We live in 2022, okay? You can reach out and touch somebody in India in one second. Beep, guess what? You can make sure your child isn't indoctrinated. And I know there's parents at home right now watching this going, he just doesn't understand. He just doesn't get it. It's not that easy. Okay, good. Continue to do that and watch how your kid grows up. That's all I got to say. Continue to do that and watch how your kid grows up. Now, I want to go to the people who are responsible for all of these protests that we talked about in the beginning of the show. I want to go to the people who are responsible for the trillions of dollars of wealth that have been shifted. I want to go to the people who are responsible for hundreds of thousands of people dying, economies shutting down, jobs being lost, savings being wiped out, um, inflation through the roof, and that is the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. Now, the CCP is responsible for so many human rights violations on this planet How in the H-E double hockey sticks did we ever allow the Olympic Games to be played there? I will never know. But I said from the very beginning, before athletes even started going over there, do not send your athletes over there. You have no idea what you're doing. You're sending them behind enemy lines. You're sending them to the country that you know damn well that the CCP virus came from. You're sending them there where there are no human rights where they're going to spy on every one of their phones and every one of their electronic devices. They're going to be rude to them. They're going to physically manhandle them. We said all this before it happened, and all of it's starting to come true. Why would we even be there? Oh, we got to go and get our Olympic Games in. No, it's another one of those things where you say as an athlete, I'm not going over there and supporting this crap. I don't care if I've worked my whole life to get here. What is more important to you? People need to understand that they need to start taking the moral high ground once in a while and stop worrying about sponsorship, money, attention, views, likes, love. Start taking the moral high ground and have some integrity and stand up for what you believe in once in a while. Now, we saw videos last week before we uh, broke for the weekend of the CCP officials literally manhandling reporters. I believe they were from the Netherlands. And now, folks, there are complaints coming out of China of more human rights abuse to the people who are actually there to compete. Dirty rooms, bad food, no internet, poor living conditions, and quarantine facilities. And we're still there. Olympic athletes who test positive for COVID-19 were forced to isolate at Beijing Winter Olympics. We're complaining over the poor living conditions in the quarantine facility set up by the Chinese officials. Team officials from Germany, Belgium, and Russia said their athletes were facing nightmarish situations. Well, duh! Like poor to no internet connection, bad food, no training equipment, dirty rooms, and so forth. Quote, my stomach hurts. I'm very pale and I have huge black circles around my eyes. I want all this to end. I cry every day. I'm very tired, says Vasnitsova on her social media. It was the food that she had a problem with, not the symptoms from the virus. And it's making her feel too weak to compete. Huh. You think that wasn't a a strategy? Huh. You think it wasn't a strategy to... Stop all of the greatest athletes in the world from beating China? 
After athletes' complaints, officials from the Beijing Organizing Committee said they're now addressing complaints about isolation conditions for athletes infected with COVID-19. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Are you talking about you've addressed it for somebody like this? Some of you have read the good news that I was uh, sent out of the isolation facility. We thought this meant I was allowed to return to the Olympic Village and will be treated maximum as a close contact. Um, On the way to the village, uh, we did not turn to the village, but the ambulance went to another facility where I am now. I am supposed, my NOC got surprised by this decision as well. I'm supposed to stay here for um, another seven days with two PCRs a day and no contact with anybody else. I am allowed to slide alone. I am, we are not even sure I will ever be allowed to return to the village. And obviously this is very hard for me. So I ask you all to give me some time to consider my next steps because I'm not sure I can handle 14 more days and the Olympic competition while being in this isolation. And you know something, folks? I don't blame the athletes as much as I blame the people who trained them, who brought them there, and who promised that they would keep them safe. Those are the people to blame for this. Now, athletes are people, too. They have their own brains. They can make up their own minds. So, yes, there is a part of me that says, hey, you should have known what you were getting yourself into. But at the same time, when you're talking about a worldwide event, With many nations being represented, most nations in the world being represented at these games. People from all over the world. Officials from all over the world. Olympic officials, you think that you're in a safe condition. But when you go across that border into China, you are no longer in a safe position. You are no longer in a place where you can call the shots. You don't have any freedom. You don't have any rights. And I'm surprised that 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 video even got out of China. That's who we need to be focused on. The CCP. Not playing games with them. Dropping bombs on them. And I'm not talking about killing innocent Chinese people. I'm talking about dropping bombs on them in a way where you cripple their facilities. You cripple their economy. You cripple the Wuhan lab of virology. And in turn, you cripple Tony Fauci and the world's stranglehold on freedom. That's what we need to be doing. Stop playing games. Start dropping bombs. Cripple their facilities so they can no longer compete in anything. Stop playing games. Start dropping bombs. Now, staying with COVID for a minute, let's just jump over a short trip there to to Israel where we started tracking the hospitalization of COVID-19 patients who were already vaccinated months ago. When me and Stu Peters and others said this is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated, this is a pandemic of the vaccinated, we were then completely shut off any other social media site that we were on that was part of big tech. And now, folks, a hospital director in Israel says that 80% of all serious COVID-19 cases had received at least three shots of the COVID-19 vaccine. The director of uh, Ichilov Hospital revealed in his recent interview that between 70 and 80% of all serious COVID-19 cases reported in their hospitals were vaccinated individuals. According to Professor Yakov Jerry's 
director of Ichilov Hospital's coronavirus ward. The majority of severe COVID cases reported had received at least three shots. He also claimed that the vaccine has no significance regarding severe illness, which is the exact opposite that the CDC and, and Fauci and the American government is saying is they're saying that you need to get it to avoid serious illness. These people are saying that the vaccine did nothing at all to stop serious illness. Jarris told Channel 13 News, quote, right now, most of our severe cases are vaccinated. They had at least three injections. Between 70 and 80% of these serious cases are vaccinated. So the vaccine has no significance regarding severe illness, which is why just 20 to 25% of our patients are unvaccinated, he said. The number of patients with severe COVID conditions hospitalized in Israel continued to rise on Sunday and hit an all-time high of 1,263. This is the highest number since the start of the pandemic, according to New Health Ministry data. So we have the highest number of of, uh, of hospitalizations and severe illness since the beginning of the pandemic. And you're in a country where most of these people are on their fourth and fifth dose now, but they're saying that people that were triple vaccinated are getting sicker than ever before. Wonder why. I wonder why. American Patriots said the athletes made a decision to choose their own selfishness over making common sense decisions. I could not agree more. I could not agree more with you, American Patriot. God bless you. A hospital here in Tampa, Florida, is conducting a study on the use of ivermectin. Guess what? They don't have to conduct the study. The studies have already been done. Just take a trip over to Pradesh, India, and they'll tell you all about it. Unbelievable. Well, we need to do another test. Well, we need to. There are plenty of tests out there that tell you exactly what I've been telling you on Life from America for the last year and a half, two years. Again, I'm nobody of importance. I'm not more intelligent than any of these people that I'm, I'm quoting or reading from. But I, am, I do have common sense and I am in touch with reality. And I do understand studies and charts and graphs and comparisons and analytics. That was my job. Israel is one of the highest countries or one of the countries in the world with the highest vaccination rates. Israel's administered at least 17,879,314 doses of the COVID vaccine so far. Assuming every person needs two doses, that is enough to have vaccinated about 98.7% of the country's population. And they're experiencing the highest outbreak and hospitalizations ever? Well, that doesn't seem right. Tony, oh, our Lord, Tony Fauci, says the Democrats. What do we do? Well, they're probably experiencing some type of this, that, and the other that doesn't make any sense whatsoever, and I'm just talking and jawing off and bumping my gums and answering no questions that are actually asked to me. How's that for your answer? Basically what we get. Basically what we've been getting out of them. All right, let's get off that for a minute and let's come back to the United States. Wisconsin, folks. Wisconsin's Sheboygan County Republicans have passed a resolution calling for a vote of no confidence for Speaker Robin Voss and demand his removal or resignation immediately as Speaker in the state of Wisconsin. The Republican Party in Sheboygan County has had it with Wisconsin Speaker Robin Voss. And on Saturday, these Republicans passed a resolution calling out all the many corrupt actions by Speaker Voss and his attempts to cover up the fraudulent 2020 election results in the state. It's been reported on Speaker Voss for more than a year, ladies and gentlemen. He promised from the day after the 2020 election to get to the bottom of the fraudulent election in Wisconsin, but never did a darn thing. We eventually found out that one of his best friends was Trump hater Paul Ryan. Oh, isn't that cute? As the days and months passed, we found out more about Speaker Voss. He was behind the drop boxes in the state and across the country in the 2020 election. These things appear to be magnets for fraud 
Yet, Robin Voss wants more drop boxes in the next election. President Trump and the rest of the country couldn't believe Voss's actions, and that's why President Trump put out a statement about him, and then he ran away with his tail between his legs. The Republicans in Sheboygan County have had enough, and they're calling for a resignation or replacement immediately, and this is based on many actions that they list eloquently in their list of complaints. Not going to go through them all, but you can imagine what they are. So we'll see if more counties across the great state of Wisconsin follow Sheboygan County and get rid of Robin Voss and put somebody in that position who actually has a spine, who wants to stand up for you, myself, and the rest of America. Again, every town is a border town. That means whatever happens in Wisconsin affects me in New Hampshire now. And we're going to end the show with something funny, as always. Before we do, I want to make sure that you guys are um, on the up and up with all the partnerships and where we are with those guys. Uh, uh, PatriotFoods.com. Uh, they do offer free shipping over on anything over 100 bucks. It's not very hard to spend 100 bucks on PatriotFoods.com. And free shipping is definitely something you want to go for because the shipping's expensive. It really is. We got stuff through there, and it's expensive. So if you spend $100 or more, you get free shipping and handling, and you can use the promo code LFA. It helps you, it helps me, and it helps them, and it helps veterans because they give a portion of that money to veterans and, of course, family farms who are in this co-op. Also, you obviously know about what's going on with Mike Lindell, his new lawsuit against Nancy Pelosi. I do not know where his lawsuit is for the Supreme Court. I've reached out and asked. I've not gotten an answer on that yet. The answer that I did get is that it's still in the works. Now, that's a bigger one because it has a lot of AGs that are attached to it, just so you know. So if you go to MyPillow and you're still buying stuff from Mike Lindell because you haven't gotten everything yet, Continue to use that promo code because it helps alleviate some of the monthly donations here and it helps bring some money into the show. And do not forget, do not forget that the American Strong Business Company page on JeremyHarrell.com is now up to about 315 businesses. Stop spending your money outside Patriots. Continue to spend your money within our own ecosystem and we never have to fund these people ever again and we continue to watch the bottom drop out of these large companies. That's what it's all about. Now let's get to the last story of the day. One that's going to make you smile. Brand new CNN employee, Chris Wallace. <laughs> oh, we got to go ahead and give him the dumb, dumb award of the day today. Before we even say anything, let's go ahead and give Chris Wallace the dumb, dumb award of the day. That was a little loud. Chris Wallace, you're going to get the dumb, dumb award of the day before I even start because you're that dumb. New CNN employee Chris Wallace is having a meltdown over Jeff Zucker's resignation. Well, that's odd. Back in December, Chris Wallace announced he was leaving Fox to join CNN. Yay, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. In his statement, he cited that President Jeff Zucker was one of the reasons that he decided to finally go. He is now reportedly second-guessing the decision <laughs> to join CNN. A new report said that Chris Wallace is irate, in quotes, at the fact that Jeff Zucker has now resigned. The report also outlined a feud between Wallace and CNN host Jake Tapper, by the way, whose producer is a pedophile. Chris Wallace is irate at the ousting of CNN president Jeff Zucker, and his future at the news network is now uncertain. <laughs> You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Oh, I love it. I love it. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> oh, this is the greatest news of the day. In wake of the decision from Warner Media. Uh, suits to oust Jeff Zucker, Wallace is said to be second-guessing his decision. Even though he's believed to be earning anywhere in between 8 and $10 million a year over at CNN, he went over there for Zucker, and now Zucker is gone. Wallace feels that he has been stiffed. He's got no staff. He's got no executive producer because Zucker was lining all that up for him. And the guy he gave up a prized gig for at Fox News just walk out the door. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> can I get an amen and a share for that one? Because that is the greatest news of the day. Chris Wallace, you should have listened. 
You should have listened to all of us, and now you're stuck without a producer. You're stuck with no staff. You don't know what the future of your job looks like there at CNN. And Fox ain't going to take you back. Where are you going to go? MSNBC? Isn't it great? Karma is a wonderful thing. Folks, that is going to do it for Live from America today, here on February 7th, 2022. Of course, I'll be back tonight for more Live from America from the Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire at 5 p.m. Eastern time as we record for the Real America's Voice Network. God bless you guys. Thank you so very much. And remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you. Keep your families close, and I will see you guys tonight at 5 p.m. for more Life from America. Thank you so much for joining in. Have a great day.